welcome to Super Boothers. My name is Ryan. And I'm Ismail. Morning. It's actually very late at night. <laughs> How is... Actually, it's really early for yeah. me. That's what happens whenever we record on opposite sides of the co- or, or the country. No, yeah. It's not morning. So, I re- it is morning for people listening that are driving on their way to work with their kids in the background. Hi, kids. Oh, good morning. I forgot. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Did you get McDonald's? Did you get, a little, did you get a little bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit? A little hash brown? A little coffee? Get in the car? Did you do your homework? You didn't do your homework. Some Duncan. Oh, my gosh. Enough of the Duncan. America, America runs on Duncan. Uh, well, they do now. Um, <laughs> so this is this is what I would like to discuss today. This is the topic on the agenda. Um, I had a conversation with a client not too long ago about what makes a client happy and kind of what makes a client tick. Do you know what that is? Tick tick. Tick tick. Wait wait. Yeah. Be- like before you go into this, who who started that conversation? You or the client? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It just evolved. I mean, I, I don't, I don't remember. Somehow we got on this topic. Well, actually, so the way the way how we got on this topic was the episode that we recorded about whenever I was in Mexico City and like the pear story, where like the pears like magically showed up, and I was like, "Did you really run out to go get pears just for me?" Like making a client feel special kind of thing. <laughs> oh, I have clients that listen to this, so I have to be good now. That's a problem whenever someone says, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I have. It also affects which events you can talk about. I have a little podcast. Well, do, I, I will talk about my events. I won't say who. I won't talk about anything that like I'm not allowed to talk about. Of course. Okay. So now you, you guys are talking about this. The conversation's evolving and you're, you're discussing what makes a customer happy. Yes. Like what are the steps that you can take to make a customer happy? Like what is the formula for oh, making no. a client happy? I'm salivating. Let's go. Let's get into it. The idea, the concept that we came up with, and this is an oversimplification. This is an oversimplification <laughs> of like this concept. And that is anticipation. That is being able to anticipate your client's needs before they even know it. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to talk about building anticipation, but this is no. anticipating their needs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for example, and this is why I think I just kind of whenever I have my clients and my events and I just kind of do what I do, I anticipate what they would want and I anticipate what things would make them happy. What thing, what makes that client tick? So I know that, for example, any corporate client that you have, slap their logo every place that you can do it. And this is the way how I see it is, let's say if it was your birthday, where would you want to have your name? Like, yes, it's going to be on a cake. It's also going to be on an invitation. What if it was on the photo, on the microsite? on the text message that goes out whenever the customer or the guest receives it. All right. And those all are all things stuff. that make them feel more special, like we've talked about before. So that's kind of like the story, like you mentioned with the pair. They anticipated your need or your desire of having a pair. Well, no. Well, I'm not sure if – anticipation would have – been already of to had the pairs there by the time I got there. So that I think was that I think was fixing the problem before it got there. But for example, this is saying, Hey, we're going to do a beach party. This is bringing beach party props 
Say that three times fast. With beach party props, beach party props, beach party props. So you can't do it. See, this is have this is being <laughs> this is being knowledgeable enough to bring those props ahead of time without having to have your client tell you. Because if they don't have to tell you yet, it's something that they wanted. You have made their day times ten because they didn't have to tell you to do it. I absolutely. If you are a parent and your kid, how many times do I have to tell you to take out the trash? I mean, it just annoys you. I mean, it probably does a little bit more than that. However, if someone takes out the trash and you don't have to tell them, how happier, how much happier are you because of that? You hear that, kids, in the car on the way to school? That's what's going on. <laughs> take out the trash. I wonder, though, like if if someone just does it. Yeah, you're happier because you don't have to get stressed out over it. But do you really realize that it's happening and appreciate it? It just happens in the background and the negative effects of it don't occur. But do you really understand that it's happening and appreciate it in that moment? For sure. So that's the thing is they may not recognize it, but they will realize it after the fact. Nine times out of ten. And I'm pretty sure they're very thankful to do like. I would, I'm so thankful. So there's actually a new app called, it's actually, it's not incredibly new, but it's called magic and it's a virtual assistant app. And so what I had to do, essentially you can tell them anything. You literally can say, I am in Las Vegas. I need you to find me a hotel that will accommodate, you know, 10 people because I have kids and blah, blah, blah. They will do the work for it. And the great thing about that is I was able to, so I'm, I do a lot of traveling and I have, um, I have Cooper, my little dog, and we kind of have to board him. So what I did was I said, I sent them a little thing that said, I need you to find a doggy daycare within 15 miles of this particular zip code. And I want him to go to a place where he can run around during the day and not just be kept up in a kennel. Like I want him to do like dog park during the day and then just go in at night. They said, I said, cap it at an hour, just research it for an hour. They sent me this amazing PDF of like exactly what I wanted. And I was just like, and the stuff that on there, like I found out, they said, Oh, you know, I found, they said, I found a place where if you take your dog for five days on the fifth, anything above five days, rather, whenever you come to pick up your dog, they give your dog a bath for free. I said, thank you so much for like finding something that does that. Like, how amazing is that? I think this kind of falls in line with the over deliver philosophy as well. So they, they, when, you, when you're working for a client, you're obviously there to fulfill a need, right? So you're fulfilling the need. But when you anticipate other things that they would have wanted or needed, right? you're over-delivering on the, let's say, agreement that you have to provide a service. And anytime you do that over-delivering because of anticipation, it's, it leaves a very positive impression in their mind because it's kind of like the philosophy where people who have lower expectations in life are happier because everything else that happens above that is a nice surprise, right? Under prom- under promise, over deliver. Did you see that thing on why baby boomers are so happy? While their expectations are so low. Yeah, because like they grew up in the depression, so whenever they like grew up to become successful, like their expectation versus their reality, like the reality was higher than the expectation was. Yeah, there's there's a lot of studies too so, on like which countries are happiest in the world. 
And they're not, you know, United States or England. It's countries you'd be surprised to hear about. And they just, they discovered it's because of that reason that they have low expectations. So anything that goes above it makes them happy. And I think that falls in line with what you're talking about. Lower your standards. <laughs> that's a great, I think that's what I'm going to call the title of the show. Lower your standards. <laughs> Keep your standards low. I mean low. You just need to meet someone that is breathing and can successfully convert oxygen into carbon dioxide. He don't need to have a job. He don't need (laughs) – This this might not have to do with anticipation, but I remember reading a study recently about happiness, right? So this this, this was about Mm -hmm. personal happiness, but I guess you can apply it to customer happiness as well. So this study was basically about personal happiness where – this guy was, you know, proposing that instead of having a Starbucks cappuccino latte, whatever you get every day, try having it once a week. And he found that people who have it less often are happier because it's viewed as more of a treat. It's more of a surprise. It's more of a bonus. When you start, ha- when you start having it every day, you know, the impact or happiness that you get from it diminishes because you have it every day. That's that's the thing is whenever I re- I saw a little meme that said um, it was like going to McDonald's now was like ugh McDonald's going to McDonald's you know thirty years ago was like yay McDonald's now it's like ugh they put this Happy Meal toy in there oh my god it's only three pieces you still get a Happy Meal <laughs> but yeah I don't know how I'd apply that to business but that's something that I came across recently that really stood out to me that less is more right so. Even for happiness, sure. I, well, that 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 goes with you know. Just I offer a very bare bones setup, and it's just it what works for me. I sell the output more than I sell what the photo booth actually looks like. So whenever I sell, I sell the I sell the the social sharing aspect of it and the analytics and like the cool factor of, you know, we can do this with the green screen and it moves and we can do, you know, an animated overlay and do all sorts of crazy stuff. I still like the output and like the content part of it. That's what I really create. And that's like the cool thing that I really provide. And that's really what I sell. I don't necessarily sell, you know, the props or whatever. So if I show up with props, they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. So, so what are some other things or other examples of ways people can anticipate their clients' needs besides, hey, they're having this theme event. I'll bring those props without being asked. Is there anything else that you've seen work very well? You know, put it on your questionnaire if you want to ask what colors things are. Um, I used to have that on my questionnaire for, you know, regular weddings. I don't do that now. Um, Now is kind of, I think, just a very watered down version of what I used to offer. But, you know, if you are doing an event in a very open, modern space and you have a very modern booth that they did not order, I would upgrade them to the modern one. I mean, just matching your surroundings to whatever it is, you know, you're trying to accomplish. You know, we talked about, you know, the, you know, I did the Flamingo event and I made myself up to look like a Flamingo. I mean, it's just that something that you can do to make your client feel, I guess, a little more taken care of. Think about how you would like to be feel taken care of. And I don't know why I really feel that this is something that needs to be talked about. I'm not trying to suggest that people aren't taking care of their clients. However, what I am hearing about is like people not being 
able to secure the repeat business. Like, I think maybe that's the problem where they're not necessarily realizing the repeat business opportunity. Like they just think like, oh, I got this one booth from them. This one rental, great, fantastic. Like, I don't think that people really put themselves out there enough to the point where they're standing out so incredibly much that people like have to have them again. I love that left turn that you just took because people are always focused on getting more clients. How do I get more? Where do I get corporate clients? I think what you just touched on is really critical, right? The mindset should be not just how do I get more clients? How do I get more business out of the clients I already have? Your, yeah, the current ones. We ha- Oh, I don't know. This may or may have – well, I'm not sure if this has already happened yet. However, like I said, we are working on Google AdWords. Um, one of the things that we had talked about was the the numbers behind acquiring a customer. So Ismail, I believe you had said publicly that you – essentially pay a hundred bucks per customer. So a customer will pay you a hundred dollars and, or no, no, I'm sorry. You pay a hundred dollars for the customer. And in turn, Google has that customer spend, you know, X amount of dollars with you. You know, your ROI is, you know, ridiculously high. You know, that's, that's kind of the method of what goes on here. So this is where we stop. So we stop at, we spent the hundred dollars. The client in turn spends $1,000 with us. That stops. That's not the case. If you make that client happy enough to where they have, uh, you know, let's just say that was a wedding and, you know, a couple of friends um, ended up having you at their wedding. You don't have to pay for those customers because you've already paid for that original customer. That's a customer customer acquisition cost. The lifetime of that one customer will essentially be $12,000. Yeah. So for example, and this is a, this is an actual number. I'm not making this up. So that original $100 will bring you $12,000 over the lifetime. So I'm not, I'm saying is we need to stop thinking of the customer acquisition cost for just that one time rental. We're a rental company. We can rent to them again and again and again and again and again. Right. And and that's that's an excellent point where people are focused on, you know, the profit per event. But you should also be looking at what you just touched upon, which is called the customer lifetime value, the LTV. So you, you should be tracking these types of metrics where how often do you get referrals? How often does that client book you again? Is it a holiday party where they book you every year? If so, the margins on acquiring that customer is incredibly high. And I, th- I think the main message here is rather than chasing new clients, you know, work on your existing clients because getting new clients is expensive, right? It's a lot cheaper to keep your clients and grow the business with them than it is to go out and acquire new clients. Think of think of it that way is I guess that's – gosh, maybe I am smart. You know, <laughs> I really don't spend money on advertising and I really think that's why. There was a request for us that we had – that we essentially talk about uh, more ways to, I guess, cultivate customer relationships and really like nurture those relationships. That's the thing is if you have, I have clients that if, I mean, spend a decent amount of money with me every single year, I absolutely make sure that every single one of those clients hears from me more than once a month. 
there was a re- uh, one of my friends in real estate said you have to touch a person 50 times and by touch a person i mean text message email even so much as seeing a facebook post of yours where you're posting what you just did there are clients that i have or i'm sorry there are friends that i have that do not know that i do photo booths that is the biggest mistake of my life that's unacceptable no, it really is because there I got a very big client and he saw a post that I did and said, oh, you do photo booths? I didn't know that. Had that person known that years ago, who knows where it would have been? Certainly not selling out photo booths left and right still. Just getting on planes with my photo booth. And, and this may not make sense because I just thought of this on the spot, but I'm picturing a snowball, right? So if there's a snowball rolling down the hill, mm-hmm. it's getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger mm-hmm. from its from the snow piling up. It's not getting snow from other sources. You're not grabbing snow from somewhere else and throwing it on the snowball. It's the same. It's like, no. It's, a self, it's just like a self-fulfilling cycle where it's getting bigger and bigger off its own snow. Sure. So to really grow your business, right? And you're right. This is why your margins are so high, your profit margins, because – you are squeezing incredible lifetime value out of your clients. People have to stop focusing on chasing new business and growing the existing customers they have. So if there's one thing you take away from this episode, I'd go back to your existing you know, book of clients, talk to them, check in on them, ask them for referrals. Don't sell anything. No, no, no. Don't even ask for referrals. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I saw you just had a baby. Hey, I saw you know your daughter just got into college. Congratulations. That's all it takes. Truthfully, do not sell anything. I want everyone to contact five customers today that you have not talked to in over six months. Oh, I love that. Reach out to them. Reach out to them and say, hello. How are you? That is great. I I love that. Everyone should do that and get back to us with the results. I feel like Oprah right now. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already, please join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash superboothers. And please tell us what you thought of today's episode. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week.